Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. Good morning, everyone, and Dottie will be joining us shortly. She's actually at the NAR in San Francisco, and it's November 9th, 2019, and it is freezing out there, so fall is definitely here, Andrew. So, good morning, Andrew. How are you? I'm amazing, Ace, but I got to tell you, I don't look at it as freezing. I look at it as snowboard seasons one week away. I can't wait. I know, I know, Andrew. So Dottie will be joining us shortly. She's actually at in San Francisco at the NAR, National Association of Realtors. So hopefully she'll have some good news for us in regards to what's going on in the uh, political landscape and things of that nature for 2020. And um, as you guys all know, to all of our regular listeners out there, I in Real Estate is all about real estate and all the millions of things that are in some way connected to real estate. So please give us a call. One eight six six nine seven zero nine six two two. So, Andrew, how was your weekend so far? It's going amazing, Ace. I got to tell you. You know, um, when you're, you're you're swamped and swamped at work, I've been getting these emails out all morning. I woke up early, had my espresso, cleaning up the world, and there's just so many deals happening. I think we had three closings in my law firm yesterday. It's just so much is happening all day, every day. Tell me what's going on over at Citizens Bank. Oh my goodness, Andrew. Well, before we do that, Andrew, as all of you guys know by now, is a managing attorney of Liebet Law PC. With a practice that focuses on real estate, he also has a wonderful blog, and he teaches law to real estate professionals. So that's, so that's not an easy, that's not an easy feat, Andrew. So I give you a lot of credit. But if you have a legal Thank question, you. he'll be he, he'll be here to answer any questions that you may have. Give us a ring at eight six six nine seven zero nine six two two, and you can also follow Andrew on Twitter and Facebook. So, what's going on in the world of finance? Well, as you know, rates are still at an all time low. Um, a thirty-year thirty fixed rate. It's right around three point five percent. Amazing, amazing. It's like as Dottie says, borrowing for free. Oh, I mean, it's it's free money right now. It's not even, you know, there's no question about that. So, but um, I believe I just saw Dottie dial in. But you know, let's give her a couple minutes to get settled in. And my name is yeah. Ace Watana Suparp. I'm the vice president of residential lending at Citizens Bank, which which works with Douglas Elman as a preferred lender. Citizens is one of the nation's oldest and largest financial institutions in the Northeast, and we always thank them for their support. They also support their customers by providing an integrated experience that includes mobile and online banking, a 24-7 customer contact center, and the convenience of approximately 3,200 
ATMs around the country. So um, I believe that's that- the most important part. That's yes. the most important part that people need to know, because what you got to realize is <laughs> citizens is this 3,200 ATMs and you can get the information <laughs> online. I actually deal with citizens. I bank with you all and, you know, yeah. I have a mortgage with all of you. And I speak to some people. I'm like, where are citizens? I'm like, it's everywhere. You got to use the Internet, people, the That's Internet. It. It's digital now, right? But yeah. I believe I hear I believe I hear Dottie. So. You, you do. I have the <laughs> wrong number, so it took me a while to connect. But it is 7 o'clock in the morning here. I am in California. Ooh. Um, and, um, How's the weather out there, Dottie? Yesterday, it's freezing. Oh, it's cold here, too. So me and Andrew are not a... Uh, we're not that warm here either, Dottie, so. It's, well, yeah. And I, we're going to sit by the fire together. <laughs> well, how, how cold is it? It's like 40 degrees here. Oh, it's in the 30s here, yeah, Dottie. You're, 30s. you're warmer. We're jealous. We're going to come swimming with you. Exactly. Oh, so I gave people the wrong information. I kept on saying, oh, my God, it's warmer in New York. Oh, it's freezing. It's like an Arctic yeah. chill. So all the Canadian air came down here. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, we should all move to Mexico right now because it's so cold. My bones are shaking. And after just so what happened in Mexico, I don't know. That's a little scary <laughs> over there. That's uh, terrifying. Yeah, but I'm at the uh, National Association of Realtors, and I have a, I chair the <clears throat> top 50 or 75 um, largest brokerage companies in the uh, States, and so we have a meeting. Um, you know, I don't know how whoever schedules me schedules me because the meeting is like ten minutes after I leave the show. So, and I have to you get hustle. There. You got to hustle, Daddy. And the traffic is—I don't want to say it's as bad as New York, but it's not great. <laughs> so um, I probably will have to sign off at eleven thirty. But it's great being here. There's a million companies and um you know i've been in the business a long time so it's kind of like a reunion every time i come to, or i share these meetings because i know a lot of these people probably my whole life or half of my life and then to see like all the younger people coming in who are uh, you know in their 30s and some of them even younger than that uh taking over the companies it's um it's really good. It's really good, and we share a lot of information and all the technology and all the latest things in real estate and the latest things in mortgage. A lot and of your competitors are here. Dottie, when, when our listeners are listening, a lot of them are brokers, and they know what you're talking about. But I just want to make sure everyone knows, NAR is all brokers? What is this? What is, what is NAR? NAR is the National Association of Realtors. Um, and, you know, um, and they have, you know, their conventions every year and they bring in, well, they have economic forecasts. They bring in the latest technology, the latest system. Um, very much everything is really big on artificial intelligence now. Um, Interesting. Because that's, yeah. Well, because they're looking at what Amazon and um, all these companies are going to do and, uh, those companies are all getting in our business. Actually, they're getting in the mortgage business. I even saw Quicken Loans there. They want, um, yeah. you know, and the guy said, oh, Johnny, like, I'm so honored to see you. And I'm like, I just don't remember him. But, I mean, uh, these 
are so they come up with everything that's the biggest rage or and everything really today is about reaching and, and I don't care what business you're in, it's not just for real estate. Um, everything today is really about connecting and reaching your customer and giving them a better experience and also reaching them because remember something, mostly everyone uses Amazon and everyone buys things online. And so what happens is they have all the data about you. They know more about you than you know about yourself. And so with artificial intelligence, they're going to reach people before they actually have the need. And it's like, did you ever buy something online where you buy some clothing from somewhere or you went, you didn't even have to go online. You might've gone to the store itself. But then if you go online, it says, well, you bought this, but you might like this. And they have another word. It's amazing. Everywhere I go online, like I I was looking for, it's it's interesting you say that, because I was looking, it's cold, so I was looking for a new hat. And now every website I go to shows me hats. Yes. You want to know what happened to me? You know, I'm I'm trying to, my house is now four years, it's still not done. It's like an embarrassment. And the bills are kind of just like, you know, either I sue them, and I really hate to do that, but it's four years. Anyhow, I'm looking for some furniture for my bedrooms, and I went online, I'm looking, looking, looking. And now, every time I Google, just to find out some information, not about furniture, just Googling anything, you know what comes out? Ads on bedroom furniture. Yeah. Yes. Unbelievable. Um, it's, it's like it haunts you. And like you are like me, Dottie. You stay up all night. So no matter what yes, game I'm playing online, the hats keep coming to me. And I'm sure the furniture, too. And it's overwhelming. Yes. There's just so many choices. Yeah. It's, it's just amazing. And, and I, I just applaud like, all the people that are here and all the people that keep up with the industry. I know Ace, you do. I know Andrew, you do. Because so many people, you know, they're in there, they're doing what they do, and they don't look any further. Um, They just kind of, you know, they're making money, things are good, and they just keep on going. And they stop looking at what's going to happen down the road or where the industry is going or where their business is going. And one day they wake up and it's just different and it's not there and they're not making money. And they're like, well, what happened? Well, where have you been for 10 years? Because changes usually don't happen just in one day. You know, they happen over time. And um, I I just think too many people, it's like a doctor. Would you want to go to a doctor who was who got there, who became a doctor 45 years ago and never took a course? After that, you, you know what's great? You, you said that my mom just got her eyes done. She had cataracts, and she we got referred to this guy that was in his 80s, and he wasn't available, and his 50-year-old son was there. And she goes, do you think it's comfortable? I said, I would want the 50-year-old guy. I don't want the guy in the 80s. I want the guy that's up to date and doing it. <laughs> Not, and I, I, I thought I, 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 I wanted to I know. But I, well, you could discriminate as a consumer. As a consumer, you could say, I want what I want. And I said to my mom, I said, ask the, the both of them. I say, ask if you're up to date. And it turned out the 50-year-old is the one giving all the conferences now on how to do the eyes. She has a special eye condition. And she was worried about she couldn't get her cataracts done anywhere. She had to drive all the way to Flushing. And it was like this whole to-do and to get these cataracts done, Dottie. And I, I was concerned because I want people, and you're right, it's not about age, and I, I probably shouldn't say that. It's about if you, you kept up 
you've got to then like keep up. yeah, like if you're like if somebody's older, but the last course they took was when they were in their twenties. Yeah, okay, it's like I would never want a doctor who the last technique they learned was when they were twenty years old, just out of medical school, and now they're eighty. Okay, you know what's, they you know what's cool in real estate brokers, Dottie? Dottie, they just passed a law in real estate brokerage. I think you you know, but we should tell everyone that there used to be an exemption for people that have been in real estate brokerage a long time to get continuing ed. Like me. Starting in, starting in 2021, Dottie, everyone has to get it. There's no more grandfathering because they want everyone to be up to date in real estate brokerage. Well, you know, as much as and I haven't taken anything, I mean, I'm, I was grandfathered because I – I got a license when I was in my 20s. So I was grandfathered for so long, and then I heard, and I saw uh, a good friend of mine who's been on our show a lot, and I'll have her on again, Esther Mueller, who runs a, you know, she runs this, a real estate school in the city. I saw her walking, and I was like, oh, Esther, I thought of you. Your business is going to go crazy. I said, and I guess I, and I have to go. And even though I, you know, I, even though in certain ways well, I don't feel like going, but then I say, no, 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 it's the right thing to go do, and all real estate should have. You shouldn't be able to be grandfather. You really shouldn't. You shouldn't. You, you, you should really have to, be up have to, to keep date. up on the. Yeah. But, Dottie, yeah. you're so up so to you date. You have a real I think what, school, too. I do, and well, this is what I was going to say, Dottie. I mean, listen, I, I'm a continuing learner, and I am, I would say, out of all my traits, probably one of my strongest traits is I'm a visionary. And so. In any business, it doesn't matter if it's real estate. It doesn't matter what it is. You kind of, things don't stay the same. And usually things don't change overnight unless there's a depression or something bad happens. But if you don't get stuck in the same place, okay, and you don't start to see, and, you know, in our business, we handle people that are in your ace in the, in, in the finance company. Well, there are people that are 70, there are people that are 80, because we do, you know, um, and there are people that are 50 and 40 and 20. and th- So we handle all ages. And it's true. I have to say, they all want different stuff. They all have different habits. And I have to say, been in the business a long time. I see a drastic difference with millennials um, and a, a drastic difference in the way they buy. Um, I think I read in The Real Deal, I don't know if you saw this, Ace, Mm -hmm. and those of you who probably from New York know, and even if you're not from New York, because Barney's is all over. I just saw it in um, San Francisco, and there's a Barney's here, and it says everything must go. So sad. Barney's was an institution, and they put a a picture of um, a tombstone, and on the tombstone it said Barney's. Yeah. And it was so sad because it was an institution. And what's happened with retail, it's not that there'll be no retail, but it will change the way it looks, the way you work with people. And um, I was looking at the stocks and retail just to see. And I guess, oh, there's a company now. The only one they they project is going to be great is there's a company now that uh, I guess the they said, you know, you fill out like, you know, it's like a dating app. You fill out, I like this, I like that, I like this, I like that. You put your measurements in. Um, you put the colors you like, how you like to dress casually. I, I, I go to the office, I need to have. And they send you clothes. 
and they put it all together, and then they're also t- tailored to be yours. You know, you don't have to. And they say that that's kind of how people are going to buy. I don't know. I like to see it, feel it, but it's just interesting how the world is changing. And being in in, in San Francisco and listening to all the the latest technologies, uh, all the social media. And for social media, you need a lot of content, all the companies that deal with that. It's just, um, and I've always done it, so it's not new to me. I really think everyone, everyone should really do it. Um, I think that's the way to go. Andrew, I have a question, somebody, I think. Um, I have a lot of your Dottie questions. I can't, but I have um well, I have a whole section. I want to talk about New York particularly only because I'm very concerned, um, you know, about what's going on with these legislators. And I'm not talking about being a Republican or Democrat or anything like that. But I sometimes think these politicians put things in place without much business experience. And the things so that true. they put in place are going to, are going to backfire which I want to talk about in a little while, but I, I just want to go through a few questions. I have one for you and one for Ace and one for me. Oh, good. Um, I have a new law that allows disabled tenants to terminate lease in the face of worsening medical conditions. Now, do you know yeah. what that's all about? Yeah, so this is from October. There was a new bill that came out. And I just want to say from a starting place, if you're a landlord, and your tenant gets disabled and they have to go to like assisted living or a, a adult care facility. I don't understand why the landlord won't want to work with them in the first place. Like, don't you feel bad for the tenant and try and work for them? But what this yeah, does I is would. this is a, pr- a protocol to get them out of the rental so they don't have to pay the money when they're moving to assisted living facility. And what landlords need to know is that, as Dottie was pointing out before when I was doing my ageism, which wasn't so good, um, what Dottie was pointing out is that there's protected classes and there's this thing called disability. And if someone's disabled and you discriminate against them, they could sue you for a lot of money. So beyond the fact that Dottie and I would do the right thing, Ace would do the right thing, let him out of the lease, there's now rules about how a tenant can give you a notice from a doctor that says, I need this information. And if they give it to you and you don't let them out, you can face fines and imprisonment and all sorts of other things. So if you're a landlord, as Dottie was saying, you have to be up to date. You need to know how the laws are changing. And the best way that you could find this out in real estate, I think, is beyond listening to our show, Eye on Real Estate, you can just go to my blog. If you just type in blog lieb, it will come up, and we always put up the latest and greatest of the new laws so you could stay up to date. You know, that's so important to know. Now, let me ask you something. So, you know, like if somebody, God forbid, has dementia or something like that, and they have to go to an adult care facility, you mean, I guess it's hard for me to believe, but there are landlords that probably didn't said, well, it's too bad, but you have to pay the lease still. And, I, you, you know, I hope you know, Dottie, that's why I like you, because you find that hard to believe. And I find that hard to believe, too. I think it's disgusting is actually the word. But there's some disgusting landlords out there. And they think, this is what they think, they think that the person is playing a game to take advantage of them. And I guess they don't know anyone that has dementia. I, like, no one wants to go well, to adult I do. My dad had it. But, but, but I'm, I, what I'm trying to say is, you know, I'm sure there are many landlords that would never do that. So I don't, you know, but you know what I tell people? It's like, there's great doctors, there's great real estate people, there's great attorneys, there's great 
finance and more. But then there's always some ones that are not. So you've got to know what your rights are. But now it says that, okay, an adult care facility, uh, if you have, if you're subsidized low-income housing, I don't, I don't even understand Daddy, that. hold that thought. Well, we, ha- we have a break coming up, and we'll be right back, guys. It's I on real estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back um, here with Ace Westerpump, our financial expert, and Andrew Lieb, our legal eagle. Um, that sounds corny. <laughs> I love it. I love it, though. I love it. So, Dottie, before, before the break, you asked me a question. You asked me about you asked me about why it applies to low, subsidized low-income housing. I just want to make it clear. That's a former law. What they did is they amended the law. What the former law was about senior citizens that are 62 years or older and saying that they can't afford it, they would allow them to move to something that was subsidized housing. The only new part of the law is adding the disability aspect of it. So they combine the old law and the new law. And so I'm not telling you the old law is good or bad or otherwise, but the new law is just about people that are disabled. And it's saying if you're disabled, you can get out. I think that's good. I mean, I really think that's good. I think that anybody who's disabled or, you know, I think that they should be allowed out of their leases. Um, However, we only have a one-hour show today. Oh, I think we have two. I think we have two, two, too. It says in my notes. I thought we had two, yeah. Um, Somebody gave me the wrong information. Um, And then I I actually... Dottie, I think we're actually lucky enough in the second hour, we actually have a great guest coming on, Dan, to tell us all about credit stuff. We have Dan Sater that's going to come in the second hour. So I'm pretty excited about that. So I hope we have two hours. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I know. An hour seems so short. Although today I it's, might have, I have a meeting, so I might have to leave a little early. I didn't, you know, I have a new assistant, and he did my schedule, and he really uh, doesn't look at, hey, you know, if I end the show, well, we're three hours be, be behind you, so it's like 7.15 here or 7.30, okay, in the morning. And if I have a 10 o'clock meeting, then how am I supposed to get done with the show and then get at the meeting by 10 o'clock? It's impossible, it's Dottie. But maybe he thinks because of tech that you can beam there, like on Star Trek. <laughs> so maybe you'll just beam there, Dottie. I can fly there. Okay, yeah, right? Oh, my Flying God. Dottie. Or I'd be in traffic on the Long Island Expressway, and I'd say, I say, you know, when they tell you to visualize things, visualize where you want to be, visualize what yeah. you want in your life. I would visualize my car flying over all the other cars on the Long Island Expressway. However, for anyone who's never been on there, visualize it, it, it never yeah, happens. Happen. For anyone who's never, never been on that Long Island Expressway, Dottie, I have to go um, – to, uh, to the city, I have to go to, all the time. And I was going to Brooklyn the other day. I was parked for 25 minutes on the Long Island. In park. Uh, like, not bumper yeah, no, to bumper. I... Just in park. But didn't you wish your car could fly sometimes? Like, well, right over everyone? When you figure it out, when you figure it out I'm, I'm, I want to be the first person, Dottie. We're going to talk because <laughs> I, need, I don't need to go on light speed. I just need to get above them. I just want to be above the fray. Please help me. <laughs> Okay. Well, you know, continuing on the new rent laws, because there's so many of them, and I think that 
what we talked about, we had one of the, you know, what we talked about with the rent, the new rent laws where they don't, they only have to give one month's deposit and they also don't have to, um, the landlords really, when they renovate a party, an apartment, when somebody moves out, can't really make that money, that much money anymore. They can't make anything really much. So we said one of the repercussions of this is going to be that landlords don't fix apartments. So last yeah. night, I was at a dinner for um, the top 50 companies and um, in the U.S., and I was sitting next to somebody's two kids that were getting married, and they told me, I won't mention the building where they live, but he said to me, you know, they're not renovating. And I think it was Blackstone that made an announcement, a public announcement, and they own a ton of property. I think that they were making some announcement that they were really going to not do the renovation. I mean, they'll do some, but not the way they did because they can't make any money. And if you can't make any money, then you're not going to do any renovations. Or you're just going to do the bare minimum, at least. So I think that what's going to happen over time, they'll probably, I'm hoping that they'll probably work that law out because I don't think when they made that law, the new rent laws, I think they were trying to protect the tenants, which is great. They want to make sure that tenants have rights and that the landlords can't take advantage of them. But as we always say, and especially in our business, what I say in life, life is a negotiation. And in negotiations... Okay, you don't want somebody to win and somebody to lose. The whole idea is that both people win. That's a great negotiation. And so I think... Dottie, I have to tell everyone, I just read an article with this beautiful lady in Business Insider saying just that. If anyone wants to read a great article... Dottie is quoted in Business Insider. Did uh, everyone see this thing? About that it's a win-win when you negotiate. And I want everyone to look for this article. They asked the top CEOs in the country how to negotiate. And yours stood out for to me, Dottie, I want you to know, because of that win-win. I thought it was so important that you said to everyone can win. Well, that's the whole idea of a successful negotiation. It's not you win and I lose. And um, let me say this. On some future shows, we will talk about negotiations because to me, that is the biggest skill that I think anybody can learn because in anything you do, if it's with your kids, if it's with your family, if it's with your friends or your, you know, your spouse, okay, or your partner, it's all about negotiations and how you say it. And so in any event, I just got noticed, Andrew, so talking, because I really want to talk about all these changes to New York, because you know I do a lot of social media, you can find me at daddyherman.com, and I've been writing, hey, New York, you better watch out, okay, because you're going to drive everyone out of New York if you don't, you've got to make certain things a little bit more realistic. Now, I do think with the disabilities, that's an absolute must, and, and anybody that's sick, I think you have to show a physician's note, I believe. You have to get a physician's note and show, um, in order to give proper notice, a tenant needs to attach a physician's certificate. And if you have parents or anything that have to get out of a lease, you have to send a a physician's certification. And the tenant needs to relocate, that they need to relocate and cannot live independently for medical reasons. As well as you have the document showing admission or pending admission to an adult care or residential health. 
care facility. Now, if you happen to be taking care of your parents yourselves, which I know many people, because we're in a generation where this dementia is serious business. I'm very committed to try to help. Um, I, I, I give a lot of money and time to that because my dad had dementia, and I have to tell you, I really, it's, it, you should hope that no one you know has it. And it's really tough on the family. So I'm going to find out, though, some people do watch their parents. Um, what, what happens if, you don't, if you're not going into a facility? So, Dottie, the best thing people could do, the best thing people could do is if you just put in your Google, A like assembly, 2118, that's where you'll find the law, A2118. And if they Google that, New York A2118, it tells you exactly how the notice has to be. It even has an example about the time period of the notice. You you don't need a lawyer for this. You just need to read A2118, which is the assembly bill that was passed. If you were just to Google that, just read it real quickly. It will tell you exactly what to do. It's not rocket science. But I want to make sure the listeners understand that you have to dot your I's and cross your T's. So it's going to have specific rules and requirements there about, like you said, a physician certification. You got to read it. Know what you're talking about before you do anything. Perfect. Now I have another question. We're, we're talking on all these new things. So it says co-op buyers. Now remember, when you buy a co-op, and there's not many, but there's a ton in the city. And co-ops are shares in a corporation. You're not buying the real estate. So if you have an apartment as a co-op, it's considered shares in a corporation. It's not considered real estate. So this is not for condos. This is for co-ops. And the new rent laws enacted in June to maintain New York's rent-stabilized inventory and give extra protection to market-rate tenants are having an unintended consequence, which we already told you months ago, or that may make it harder for some would-be co-op buyers to gain board approval. And it says the law's new one-month cap on security deposits. Now, up until now, you could get two months. Now you can only get one-month security. Like, the landlord can't get to. Um, Dottie, it's important that we also add. Dottie, I just want to add that it's not just security. It's advanced rent. So it's both. Security and advanced rent, you're capped at one month. So prepaid rent, you're still capped at one month total for security or advanced rent. That's important for everyone to understand because there's a penalty section that you could be liable, landlords, for two times the amount you receive if you take more than one month total for security or advanced rent. Okay, so so it, co- it so it prohibits co-ops from asking prospective buyers to escrow several months and or, and to and for to two years worth of maintenance. So. Because, so because it's, a, it's not real estate, the structure of the co-op is based on proprietary leases rather than a deed because you don't have the deed. Buyers so are technically tenant shareholders rather than owners. Guys, we have a small and break and, and we'll be right back, guys. Landlord. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and we're talking about some important changes. Um, the, the 
the leasing and, and, and changes and the rent changes in New York, which we've had attorneys and Andrew and we've had experts on the show talking about it and talking about some of the ramifications of where they're not going to do the maintenance that they would have. They're not maybe going to really renovate um, and some of the consequences. And that's really coming to fruition. And I think what happens is something swings too far to the left, something swings too far to the right. So I don't think they thought through. Uh, but leasing agents and landlords who can no longer take more than a month's security stay, they aren't prepared to take the risk with a tenant who doesn't have stellar credit. Now, many a times for all of our listeners, if your credit wasn't just perfect, and of course, when you lease an apartment, you have to they do a credit check on you. Um, they sometimes what we could do was we would say, okay, we'll pay an extra month security. Uh, we'll give you because we're a higher risk. Your credit isn't perfect. Okay, it might not be horrible, but it might not be perfect. And we'll give you an extra month security, and then when we're you know we're done with the apartment, you'll give it back to us. And this way you have a little security because why should I take if there's two people I can choose from and I can choose from a guy who's got perfect credit and somebody who doesn't, I'm going to take the perfect credit. And so to compensate for people who didn't have, like, you missed a mortgage payment, that's why I'm saying please never miss a payment, um, that's what happens. And now um, with these new landlords, you know, with the new rent laws, and they can only take one month no matter what. They're saying they're not prepared to take a person that's not doesn't have stellar credit. Now, not everybody has stellar credit. It doesn't mean that you did anything wrong. I mean, there was a time I got two credit cards at the same time from the same company, and I sent one back, and I don't know, it screwed up my credit. Um, there was another time I forgot to mail a bill. You know, I'm busy, and I just forgot to mail it. I wrote them out, and therefore my credit suffered a little bit. So now... If you're not perfect, your credit's not perfect, you might have a harder time getting a rent, a rental. You might have to get a co-signer or somebody else. Uh, I just thought you should know that. Um, because let me tell you all that's going on in New York, and it's, we're, I'm really going to fight for this. That Okay, now you know about the mansion tax in New York. Okay, the aim, and okay, so, so that's the rent. Okay, now I'm going to go on to the homes. You know, the mansion tax is to make the state and local tax systems fairer and to raise money. Um, the additional taxes can be used to fund things like schools or roads or specifically targeted toward things like affordable housing projects. So, um, well, they're changing all over. In, in Washington, you will soon pay real estate taxes that increase based on the sale price of their home. Um, but, okay, in New York, the mansion tax begins at a home sale of $1 million. Now, for those of you who don't live in New York City, um, while $1 million may sound like, God, you're going to get a mansion for that, and in most places you can, uh, it's less than the median price for a home in New York City, Okay. I think the median is higher than one million. You know, maybe the so it doesn't mean you're getting a mansion. You're getting like an okay apartment, but it's not. You know, 
okay, in the in the in Vermont, the threshold is lower. Um, it, the mansion taxes on most properties valued at a hundred thousand or more, okay, or below the national home price of three hundred five. So, the mansion tax, which raises money for public uh, things, uh, is used. And in deciding who should pay these taxes, lawmakers are considering two things. In July, in this July, New York expanded the mansion tax. Initially, there was a supplemental tax of 1% of the purchase price for any home valued at $1 million or more. So if you had a home that you purchased and it was worth $1 million or more, you paid the 1%. Now that rate goes incrementally higher. With homes valued at two million, okay, or more, they're subject to one point two five, okay, and those that are worth twenty five million might be raised as much as three point nine. Now you might say to yourself, God, if somebody can afford twenty five million, hey, why not? They can afford to pay that tax. Well, as I said, a million, you know. They still have to pay a transfer tax on an average million dollar co- co- condo, and um, a thirty eight million dollar property could carry a transfer tax burden of nearly one point five million. Uh, wealthy people want important homes in New York, but they are not going to overpay. And a million dollars is a lot of money to pay in taxes, no matter how much money you make. And I think they're looking to do it every year now. There's a proposal. So I think I just want to point out, let me jump in quick, just so everyone understands this mansion tax increase from 1% to 3.9% on the floating scale only applies in New York City. So for the rest of the state, if you're in Syracuse, if you're in Buffalo, if you're in Long Island, if you're in Westchester, you're still capped at the 1%. This is only in New York City that they increase the mansion tax on a floating scale up to 3.9%. So I want everyone to be aware of that, that even though it's um, a New York state law, they only target a New York City. And what we're finding, and I think, Dottie, you've mentioned this many times to me, is all these people leaving the state. And what happens is that you're saying 25 million, 3.9%, that's $975,000. That's a lot of money to just give away. Well, you know, it's, it's okay. So the one time I really think affected us a little bit, but not to the worst extent, but now they're proposing to do it every year. Now yeah. that hasn't happened. But I want to keep everyone aware because you don't want that to happen. You will drive. One time is one thing. But if you had to pay that every year, forget it. Okay. I I want to continue this. I know I have a caller, so I want to take the caller's call. But I do want to continue because besides for him, (laughs) there's so many things they're doing, okay, Um, even with inheritance tax and things of that nature, that you you kind of want to be, you know, New York is the number one destination for people to go to, but we do a lot of business with people that live elsewhere and have a theater tear in New York City. Those people won't buy in New York City anymore. If they lose all the people that are giving revenue, what's going to happen to the revenue? So smart. you got to think about the money that the city needs to stay around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we have a call? Because I can't see from California. I'm in California. Do we have a call on the line? Is this uh, Phil? Phil, are you there? Yes, how you doing? How are you? Hi, Phil. Hi, Phil. I have called in a couple of years ago, but I think I'm ready to sell. 
And I just wanted you to please go over the capital gains tax. Uh, All right, so I'll jump in on that. I'm happy to help you out, Phil. That's a real easy question. But can I ask you a question first? Are you ready to sell your primary residence? Yes. So here's a great news. Capital gains tax is referring to the gain that your property appreciated. So if you bought a house at 500 and then you sold it at 600, your capital gains tax would only be based on that $100,000 increase, okay? So here's the okay. good news, ready? If it's your primary yeah. residence, the first $250,000 for an individual or $500,000 of a married couple of gain is exempted from what's called IRC 121. In plain English, if your house only appreciated and you're married up to $500,000, you don't have any capital gains tax. Oh, okay. That's good. I thought you'd like that. What happens? I thought you'd like that. What happens happens if you're divorced, and we've been divorced for 20 years, I own the house by myself, and uh, I only paid $80,000 for it, and I was offered $3 million for it. Now what happens? Uh. So you're going to... You're going to get ta- capital gains well, tax. And for you- yeah, I like that, Dottie. I agree with you. Some- and I hate to say this. People think I'm bad when I say this. But I have this wealthy relative that once said to me, every time he t- pays a tax bill on something like that, he thanks his lucky stars that he made the money. So I thought that was a perspective. But on that note, yes, you're going to have capital gains tax. The capital gains tax rate federally goes up to 20%. It's a laddered scale. New York State recognized capital gains as ordinary income. And you're going to get a bill, but the first $250,000, because you're divorced and you own it alone and you transferred the property to you alone when you got divorced, the first $250,000, not $500,000, will be exempt. What you need to do is you need to consult with a smart real estate transactional attorney. And they could tell you right at the beginning how much it's going to be. But I'm going to tell you what you need to do, Phil. I I have a suggestion for you. Ready? I don't like paying money that I don't have to. You ready for my suggestion? Go over every improvement you made to the house. So what happens is it's not just how much you paid for it and how much you sell it for. But if you put in a beautiful sunroom, well, that's a capital improvement, and it gets added how much you spent on that to how much you paid for the house. So you need to go through these years you've owned it and find all the receipts, the documents, whatever proof you can have that you've improved this house because that's going to reduce your tax drastically when the tax bill comes. But again, like I said, what you should do is before you even get to the sale, before you even get there, you need to know how much taxes you're going to have. Consult with your real estate closing attorney. They'll be able to help you this out. You might want to speak to an accountant as well because it's going to impact some of your other information. Together, they can work this together and give you the answers you need. But I'm happy to say you saved the first $250,000 of gain because every penny saved is a penny earned. Thank you very much for your help. Yeah. Such a thanks pleasure. Thanks, and great, great hearing from you, and thanks for listening to Iron Real Estate. But truthfully, if you can keep those bills, I'm just all homeowners. And as Andrew said, capital improvements count. So you might not think of it. You might be 35 years old, and you're not thinking about when you're going to sell this house. Or you say, well, we're not selling. We just bought it. Anything you do to the house, if you can, Keep the bills, put them in a folder, home improvements. And when you sell them, like Andrew said, all of that counts to up the, um, you know, if you paid, like like Andrew said, if you, you, you paid 500 it's worth 600 You know, with a house, there's always work. 
And there's always bills. I hate to say it. Always. <laughs> <Okay>. Always. <laughs> Never <laughs> ends. <laughs> I mean, don't think you're just going to move in. I don't care if you buy a brand new house. There's always stuff. So over the years, you, you end up with a, a lot of things, and especially if you modernize your house or you redo it. So really keep them because it would make a difference in how much taxes that you really gonna, uh, pay. And that's Donna, a real I want to jump point. in to your, to your right theme. Ahead. You had a theme today. You're telling us about NAR and how technology is going on. And I know that Dottie has a Dropbox account. I don't know if anyone else has been on Dropbox. I have a box account, Dropbox. Google, Google has them for free. All you got to do, guys, you don't even need a folder anymore. Just scan it on. And how do you scan it? You have a cell phone. Take a picture of your bill. Put it right on your Dropbox account, your Box account, your Google Cloud account, and forget it until you sell. And you'll know it's all in that folder. Because I want you to know my mother is selling a property right now, Dottie, and she has a basement full of paper. Where is she going to find the documents? She's going to spend a year looking for this document. But if you put it on the cloud, if you put it on the cloud and you take a picture, guys, and just label it, improvements to house. So tell people, tell listeners, those of you who are not savvy, or I look for I look for new apps all the time. But anyhow, if if you if you have an Apple phone, Dropbox is there. What about if you have an Android or something different? Perfect. So what I use is I use two different things. I use something called Box, just B-O-X. It's a competitor to Dropbox. I think it's fabulous. Then there's also Google just gives you a cloud account. Like, you know how your Android pictures are there. Apple has it. Google has it. These accounts are inexpensive. Some of them are free. You should just go online, check your cell phone. And like I said, you don't need a scanner. You don't, I have a scan snap, but you don't need a scanner. You have a cell phone. Just take a picture and save the picture. And I want everyone to realize that organization is the key to saving money. Uh-huh. When stuff's everywhere, you great, you have it, but you can't find it. You've got to be organized, and having an organized online system is so important. That's why, Dottie, I don't know if you know, you were mentioning your continuing ed before. I have a solution for you. You see, my school does online digital continuing ed where everything's organized on the cloud. And I think what we should do is have you come teach a course with me, and then, you know, you get credit for that. being the instructor. You get credit for being the I instructor. And I, I think that's what that. we got to do. And so you say such important stuff. Tell me. No, but did I ever tell you, Andrew Nace, now I was in my 20s, and so I was working for Merrill. We had real estate companies, and my big boss was teaching on Long Island. I believe it was NY, you know, New York Tech. And, you know, in those days, the the instructor taught the whole course, not just one day or one Mm. section. So I he went away on vacation, and he must have forgot. So I get a call. And um, they say, oh, this is New York Tech. Is Val Mason uh, there because he's supposed to teach a course tonight? And we're just... And I said, well, no, he's on vacation. And they said, no, but he's supposed to teach a course. And I said, well, he's on vacation. He must have forgot. And they're like, what are we going to do? And I said, I don't know. I said, but if you want... And I had never taught a course at NY. You know, I was 20-something years old. Okay, Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.